0: get distracted you know you say you're looking at your bible on your cell phone but i know y'all be on facebook some people be posting every five minutes i say they stay on there (laughs) i'm still working up to like 30 likes so you'll get many likes you'll get a lot of likes when you'll put your personal business on there you get a lot of likes when you put your personal business and put something showing somebody else being embarrassed or something but I always try to put something from the word on there. and In fact, that's the only reason I'm on there, <clears throat> is to glorify God. Y'all could care less about how many rooms I got in my house and who's over to visit and my n- new dress I got and all that kind of stuff. You know, as things are going to perish. But the things that are eternal are the things that are important. Amen. Put those things first. Amen. Put that first. Put that first. I see people doing all these selfies, and I thought she ain't no cuter than she was the last time she stuck that camera in her face. <laughs> one day I'm just gonna go crazy and start writing stuff like that on there, <laughs> honey. Quit! I this look like the same last one you last mug you put up there the last time? Stop it! I right? anywho, I ain't talking about nobody in here, so y'all can exhale. Cut it out. All right. So we'll get started on our everybody get your book out. Amen. We're only about a few pages in uh, and and if anybody's missed any parts of it, you can always get the old DVDs and CDs and teachings because this is very, very good information uh, that that God has given us through Brother Summerall. So we'll get started. Father in heaven, we thank you. For the opportunity to come before your throne of grace, we need your help, Lord. We always need your help. Thank you for the anointing that allows us the ability to hear what you want us to hear, allows me to speak what you want me to speak, and gives us clarity and understanding that it put the word in our hearts, Father. We hide it in our hearts. It won't escape from us. And it will cause us to bear much fruit. So we thank you for this fruit-bearing opportunity today. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Praise God. <clears throat> so we're talking about uh, the Macumba uh, um, uh, witchcraft that's practiced in Brazil. And Brother Summerall, you know, traveled worldwide. And he was an apostle. He went to countries where uh, no man had almost gone before. And uh, he established ministry there. Uh, You know, the marks of a true apostle are signs, wonders, and mighty deeds. When you go into a country that's uh, flooded with witchcraft and you can set up a church there, that's a mighty deed. (laughs) You can tell who's got the goods because many places, uh, oh, we sent missionaries there and they never got it off the ground. Well, you just didn't send, you sent a missionary. You didn't let an apostle go because apostles don't really, they're not really sent by anybody but God. They're not sent by committee. They're not sent by a board. They're just sent by God. And so that's what we want. We want God's reign and rule. We want his uh, Jesus is the head of the church. That that position really doesn't belong to anybody else. He calls whom he wants to call, he promotes and anoints who he wants to promote and anoint, and then he commissions them and he sends them. And so that all has to be in line before apostolic order can be established. And so how many of you know all kind of people calling themselves apostles and prophets and they never go establish anything? And so it's it getting, gotten to be a silly title anymore, and that's what the enemy does to try and bring confusion or bring something down. But as long as you understand what establishes a certain gift or a certain ministry, that's all you need to, to know. Why do we need to know that? You want to follow people who really have the goods. You, <clears throat> you don't want to spend your time listening to people just because they're popular. Or because they have great swelling words of man's wisdom. Got me? Or they have multi-million dollar whatevers. You know, you you don't follow people based on their uh, wealth. You follow them based on their fruit. And we're looking for spiritual fruit. Amen. We're looking at quality, not quantity. The quality has to be that of the Lord Jesus Christ. So there's certain quality of fruit. That comes. One thing that I I can see sometimes for all of people's uh, 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 popularity, you don't see the quality of soul winning there that you see with true apostolic ministry you know apostolic ministry uh uh pastors are trained and, and believers are trained and they can take over a whole city in in no time flat simply because that momentum of the anointing is there you know and in great power and the signs and wonders healing deliverance that kind of stuff that if that's not uh present in that ministry then it's not true apostolic ministry you know i mean you you can't call yourself an apostle and you don't have a healing anointing and you don't have an anointing to cast devils out of people you know as many drug addicts as, as many of them pass on the way to their churches you would think the holy spirit would stop them to do something about that you see and so we, we have to quit faking it, folks. And people who know the difference, you know, we just know the difference. I'm not trying to preach against anybody or for anybody. I don't use my time doing that. Huh? Who am I to criticize or elevate another man's servant? I didn't call them to do what they're doing, but I do know how to judge fruit. And so that's why we keep you focused, amen, in certain types of ministries. Because when you know how to judge fruit, then you don't feed God's people something he doesn't want them to be fed. Amen. If you're out there eating weeds, you get them on your own. I'm not feeding them to you. Hmm? so be careful what you read be careful what you subscribe to be careful what you let come in your inbox and be careful what you spend your money on <clears throat> because that's a main way that people keep going with a lot of lukewarm watered down man's wisdom type ministry is through finances and so you don't want to aid in a bit uh-huh You want to support God's kingdom. You don't want to aid and abet somebody who's just doing it just because they feel like they want to do these things. And so you're going to see a lot of confusion going on and you're going to see a lot of things change. But one thing is going to remain constant. And that is the work of the ministry that God has called believers to. And if we stay focused on the work of the ministry. And allowing ourselves to desire to see more of God's manifestation. You see more souls won, more prayers answered, more people saved, more people healed, more people delivered, more people baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's how the kingdom is demonstrated. And so I think if we focus as believers our time on making sure we do everything we do for this kingdom that God has placed within us, then that will be a tremendous blessing and just let everybody else do what they're doing. They've, They've done it forever. They're going to continue doing it. But we know the difference. So one of the reasons we chose this book of Dr. Sumrall's is that we wanted to relay a foundation in discerning spiritual forces We know we have our prayers that we pray and they we pray the word and we attack attack spiritual forces. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. People are not your enemy and they're not my enemy. Amen. Uh, We are to love each other encourage each other in the good things of god exhort each other stir each other up when you see a brother uh you know stumbling or falling go and aid him and pick him up and and keep him going in the right direction amen and that's what the body of christ does i would no more want to see you fail than i would want to see myself fail i mean what is the good in that You know, the Bible talks, tells us that love does not delight in iniquity. Why would I get excited about something bad happening in in your life? But we delight in the manifestation of the truth. And so that's that's how Christians are known. So I thank God for people in this ministry because I know you have a heart to serve and you have a heart to pray for people and and see people healed and delivered and set free. Amen. and to help one another we help one another here we support and encourage one another i feel as is uh uh, glad for when your children start to make headway i feel as glad for them as if they were my own you know what i'm saying i mean it's because that's that's the way the body is i see no difference there you know it's we're not in competition uh, with one another we are here to help and support one another and so that's, that's a good thing about being in the company of believers. You know, there's a spirit that, that hovers over the body that is encouraging to one another. You know, it's not looking for failure or watching to see when somebody fails. We, we watch to see when, when somebody does better. And if they're not doing so well, we pray for them, encourage them, and, <clears throat> And help one another uh, get to where we want to go in God. So it's a good thing. It's a good thing to always be a person of prayer. It's a good thing to realize who the true enemy is that we have to fight. And so we're uh, in this book we're we're looking at and examining uh, the ministry of the witch doctor as uh, told to Brother Summerall through the testimony of a young man that he led to the Lord and really saw this young man grow. Uh, in Christ and and go on to serve God and and it's a good thing when you can see that you know that proven fruit uh, of God and so it's good when all of the uh, the the ducks line up in a row to to prove that that person was sent by God that person did God's will that person's preaching and their ministry made a difference. In a, a person's life that affected a whole nation of people, that's something we look at and we value. And so one of the ways uh, the reasons Brother Sumaral was so effective is he had a keen discernment in understanding spiritual forces. And so as we exercise our senses to discern good and evil, then we can move into a realm where, where this is a second nature to us. It's kind of commonplace. We know how to avoid the evil and cling to what's good, what's pure, what's holy, what's of God. And we don't get ensnared by our flesh that sometimes can crave things uh, in a material way and in a natural way and draw us over onto the enemy's territory we don't want that and so we need to continue to sharpen our senses with these kinds of teachings these kinds of uh, testimonies and stories that we can read and we can share and we can understand and we can get good information on these things and so on page 29 is where we're going to start today and he's talking about the devil's cruelty to people and we all know that <clears throat> we all know somebody who's <clears throat> Uh, alcoholic, drug addict uh, anything like that where the enemy gets a foothold and begins to consume and take over a person's life God wants us to make choices based on knowledge information, truth His power, His will but He doesn't push us or force us What God does is he has a way of convincing us. Uh, When you convince somebody of something, you respect them. You respect their personhood. You respect their right to not agree. You You respect them in that you understand that nothing good can come unless that person is involved in the decision making. And so God can convince people of the truth. And we, by the Holy Spirit, can do the same thing. You know, in the will of God, if he wants, say, for instance, you know somebody that's sick and you want them to grab on to the, the fact that God wants them well. And God will give you words to speak. Give them understanding of the scriptures. Help them to come from darkness to light. And trust me, it does not take forever sometimes. I mean, if if today is their day for their miracle or salvation, it'll come like that. I'm not saying it's always going to be like that every time. Sometimes you will sow the seeds and set that their information up to the point where somebody else will come in and give them that final understanding. But we have to, to look at our position in the earth in that way. That we are our servants of God. We're instruments of his will. We are his mouth and his feet and his hands down here on the earth. We are as he would be if he were still in the world. And so when we think about things in those terms, we realize that God has to have The cooperation of that person, spirit, soul, mind, and body in order for that blessing to come to them. Sometimes people be a little bit convinced about something, but not 100 percent convinced, you know, and so they can step into a portion of what God has for them. But but they might draw back because of of some kind of doubt or something like that. And then as believers, we want to encourage them on, you know, oh, yeah, you just keep going a little bit further with God. You'll see it's going to work out for you, you know, and so that's how we persuade and convince people of the goodness of god and it's done by unction of the spirit that's part of your preach anointing your preaching is not doesn't have to be loud and foaming at the mouth and you know full of antics and carrying on but preaching really is to say with conviction amen in a definite way and we don't have to smooth talk anybody or give them false promises or make them feel happy all the time you know some of your best breakthroughs will come when you don't feel so good about things You know, you can say, oh, that's why this is messed up like it is. I see the light now, you know, and I can come out of darkness and into light. How many of you remember when you got saved? Huh? Yeah, that was a beautiful day because you came into the light of God. So when the light of God comes in, it's a blessing. You know what I'm saying? We don't, we don't fuss about how we got here. We just know the light came in and we saw the light and we grabbed onto it and we got saved. Amen. When, when people are, when you rescue people who are drowned, they don't fuss about the size of the boat you put them in they just glad to be out of the water, amen? So that's, yeah. So we, so we just love that. You know, we love that about God, that he's a rescuer and he's a helper. And so we want to stay with the light and stay with the understanding of God and shun darkness, discern when darkness is there, even in its more subtle forms, and resist darkness and resist the things of darkness. There are some times when God, <clears throat> you know, I can remember, As a young believer, I would get excited about some things in God. And I said, oh, God, I just always want to serve you. I don't ever want to not serve you. And when you rattle those things off, you know God writes them down. And he will help you to keep those because they come out of a pure heart. They come out of a pure heart. And so when you see doors closed to you that you thought you could just walk into and you think and you sit there and you think, well, you know what? I did ask God to keep me from certain things and to help me to, you know, stay where I'm supposed to be and so forth and so on. And so so we we serve a God who fights To help us to stay in the light and he doesn't want to lose anybody and he doesn't want us to lose uh, part of our inheritance or time or anything like that fooling around with the works of darkness and deceiving things. He can see things far beyond where we can see and when he directs us he guides our, our steps in a certain direction it's for our good. We may not be able to see it. You know how sometimes your 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 kids are, are sometimes when they're growing up, they're like the the uh, the house pet, like the cat or the dog that gets out in the backyard and, and and finds a rat and drags it in. Sometimes you have a kid. You know, one of your kids will be like, they'll drag home the worst thing in the whole school, huh? Well, that's my friend, Mama, and you want to throw him and the friend out, huh? Well, see, God is like that with us he doesn 't want us dragging the wrong thing into our lives, something that 's going to destroy us and not be good for us and contaminate us, so forth, and so on we 're holy people we 're set apart people we 're not supposed to get involved in everything, just involved in what God has us involved in amen so in uh, on page twenty nine he talks about the devil 's cruelty. The devil always wants. To kill, steal, or destroy. There's nothing good about playing around with the devil. There's nothing good about trying to see how far you can go before the other shoe drops. There's nothing exciting about that. There's nothing godly about it. God wants us to always live in peace and be content in our lives. And so he steers us away from darkness so that we don't have to endure the cruelty of the enemy. Amen. Hmm? Amen. 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 You know, are people trying to figure out, oh, well, you know, I know somebody now. They don't go to church. But if you go, what are you doing with them? That's right. Amen. See?
1: Amen.
0: They don't go to church, <laughs> but but What? Well, what are you going to do stop going because that's what they're going to try to make you do it's a setup of the devil but see there's this rebellious streak sometimes in people they like to get over in the you know in the thick weeds in the back of the house way in the back of the house where you don't know what's back there and you don't want your kids to know what they like going back there some just to see what's back there and so we have to be careful about the subtleties of the devil. See, the first thing, and when your children, when you separate them from people, the first thing the enemy will accuse them of is you think you're better than we are. Try to make you feel bad about being separated and set apart. So that cruelty starts to come across immediately. And so there's no mistaking when he's involved in something, because if the devil doesn't get his way, the first thing he wants to do is injure the person that says no to him. Hurt you with words, put you down, make you feel bad, embarrass you in front of people because, you know, you're saying no to him. And so the best thing to do is cut your losses and run when you see that. (laughs) (laughs) Tell <laughs> so your kids, uh uh-uh, just run home. I don't care. We're not going there. You don't have to explain yourself to anybody. It's just you don't do it and that's all to it. And so the devil starts his cruel... Uh, torment of people whenever he can, whenever he's vexed, whenever people are saying no to him, or whenever he can get them under his control. His, his tactics are always on the cruel side. So he says, here before me was a fresh example of the devil's cruel nature. He is a hard taskmaster, incapable of good. Sometimes the only reason the devil hasn't done more to us is because God won't let him. Uh, A mercy of God will not allow. Amen. Because Jesus is Lord of all. So he has the, the highest dimension of will and the highest dimension of good. So his good will always prevail over the cruelty of the enemy. So he's incapable of good. He demands an awful price of anyone in his service. So the people that obey him have to pay a high price just for the, the, you know, the joy of obeying him. Sometimes driving him to commit foul deeds. Quote, a voice told me to do it is often the confession of desperate men and women guilty of a heinous crime. hmm. Arlindo revealed that being in a trance would often give him immunity from bodily injury. When I was in a trance, I could take fire into my mouth with no harm. I could walk on broken glass without cutting the soles of my feet. I could fill a bowl with rum, set it ablaze, and drink the liquid fire. Now how many of you have watched People on television doing these. See, it's so common now. And that's the subtlety of wickedness and the subtlety of darkness. It's brought in through people who can influence people. And so that you say, well, if so and so's doing it, it must be okay. See, this is the way the devil gets in. He will get people to sanction things when he can deceive somebody of influence. Who doesn't really care You know a lot of these people get influence, And they don't really care to use their influence for good They just want to stay popular And so you'll see them sometimes People like Oprah Winfrey Will have people trying out these little crazy things Oh, we walk through fire And you know, all excited about it Well it's just one, one more thing for a show for her You know somebody on the, the show Found that we could do this And try this out But how many people just give it a pass When they see it They don't discern that there's wickedness there. They just give it a pass because Oprah's not a wicked person. She's good. Look at all the money she gives away to people, so forth and so on. And so this is how the enemy does. When he influences us uh, in a subtle way, he will always do it in a way where he can get somebody credible to vouch for what he's doing. And that's why he likes to use people in the way that he uses. He gets nice people. It's never anybody who talks real rough and mean. It's always somebody who talks real nice and who's a humanitarian and only wants to do good and gives away a lot of money and wants to help people. That's that's what he uses. And so when he gives people like that a platform, he 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 is a hard taskmaster because these people have to work so hard to stay popular. They have to do everything they can do in their power to stay popular. And so we we have to understand that he extracts a high price even from people who seem to be benefiting from what they're doing. But this gentleman says when he was in a trance, he got protection from bodily physical harm because the enemy is in charge of torment. And so if he decides not to torment somebody because they're serving him right now, then he can withdraw the torment from what it is that he's doing. And so the Bible speaks of this as the enemy having lying signs and wonders and deceiving many people. That's why some people will think the devil heals people. Well, the devil blesses you. The devil never blessed anything. That word bless means to do good and there's no good in him to do. Now he can put money in your hands, but it's got a string attached to it. Because he doesn't have any money, he's stealing everything, so he can't give you anything not to keep. God'll give it to you to keep, but the devil won't. He's ready to pull it from you as as soon as he can. Look at some of the really wealthy people who got their money <clears throat> say in in the entertainment. Or, or uh, uh, athletics in areas like that. That money runs through, I mean, it's got a long string on it. Seldom are they ever able to retire and live comfortably. They might live as millionaires when they have youth, influence, beauty, all of that kind of stuff. But seldom does it carry them through the end of life. If it does, they're out working hard for it still. Look at Joan Rivers still working at 81 years of age, you know, when most people would retire, would have retired 20, 25 years ago who were doing what she does, but they're seldom able to hold on to it longer than one generation if through their lifetime. It gets away from them really quickly. A lot of times the lifestyle caters to poverty. You see these athletes that have Seven, eight, ten. Some some guy see, I see has thirty something kids. From all this kind of stuff, you know. Now, how are you gonna take care of? The minute your name goes on a birth certificate, the government's got you. You know, he's just <laughs> give me the paycheck, and you're still in debt. And so this is is nonsense. The devil is a cruel taskmaster, and he will not pay you, man god 'll pay you triple times what the devil will pay you, because the blessing comes without sorrow. you can enjoy what you have. You give your life to Satan and you get you might get a, a get money, but you got to have doctor bills that take the money away psychiatry bills, plastic surgery bills, all kinds of bills but god 's blessings are without sorrow you don 't have to pay anybody anything just keep everything that you know unless you give it to God. And so this cruelty of the enemy is very, very evident in this type of situation. So he said that though at times he was immune from any physical harm, says with a smile, he told me that if he had received a dollar for each time he had eaten handfuls of broken glass while in a trance, he would be a rich man. Such things were more than modern Americans could understand, I commented. Was it possible that he had never cut himself or injured the lining of his stomach with broken glass? No, he said emphatically, I've never suffered any ill effects from eating broken glass. So you see there's a level of demonic protection that even invades the human body beyond what is available naturally. So this is supernatural evil that is coming to this man's life. The power of a trance. Arlindo found that the hypnosis-like state of a trance often produces some surprising adventures. A number of times he related he had gone into a trance at his home lying on the bed. When he awoke, he would be wandering in a cemetery miles from his home and he would have no knowledge of how he got there. Now, you know that in the supernatural, your body and your spirit can be transported. We see that in the book of Acts. Amen. Philip with the Ethiopian eunuch, and he appeared uh, somewhere else almost simultaneously. So God can transport us supernaturally. Anything that God can do, the enemy will try to imitate it. But he doesn't give that power willingly or to a wide range of people. You got to work your way up in the devil's kingdom. Or down, however you want to say it, to get that kind of influence and power. You just have to give yourself more over to him. And so we know as a baby in this mother's womb, this man was dedicated, baptized to Satan. He says, we talked (coughs) about the physical changes in a person's body when in a trance. And he said, one is always cold, he told me. When I was in a trance, my fingernails and my lips would turn blue. There are facial contortions and jerking of muscles. One is definitely under the power of demons. So really in a trance, he relaxes his will and allows the devil to have complete control over him. And these are some of the manifestations that happen when he's in that state. Devil worship. Our conversation turned to the subject of worship at spiritist meetings. We used a lot of music, especially drums, to beat rhythmic beats to help call up the spirits. We honored the spirits with drum music. However, because of my powers as a witch doctor, I often call them to me just by meditation. So here they set an atmosphere for the devils to come and manifest to them. But he says that after he's in the atmosphere, he can take on the power to call them up just by mental pressure and mental, uh, the will and meditating and allowing that space to be occupied, his soul to be occupied by demons. That's why you don't go to yoga class, Christians. Got me? That's why you don't go there now people think there's oh you know all we do is and that's that's always the way the devil starts with all we do Well, we don't do that part why you got to do any part of it why you got to do any part you can go get your little exercise bicycle you can get your little mat and stretch yourself out all you want to in the comfort of your own home or bedroom why do you have to go with a group that does this, but you think you're just doing a part of it. Pretty soon, you're going to be doing that too, because if you see nothing wrong with doing it at this level, you won't see anything wrong when they cross you over to the other side. And the lure is always get to get Christians who are spirit filled to get over on his side. If he can get them over there, they have a lot more influence. They can influence people uh, to compromise. They can influence people. Uh, To just say, well, there's nothing wrong. Whenever you start seeing nothing wrong with everything, there's something wrong with your Christianity. I mean, there's something wrong with your discernment. You know, there's nothing wrong with this. There's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to do that anymore. Well, what do you have to do? Huh? God requires something out of everybody. Look at what he's given us. I don't want to live in the what I don't have to do. I want to live in the, the, the compelling desire to serve God more. Why would you just want to get a Christianity where you don't have to do certain things? What kind of life is that? Well, I got married, but my husband said I don't have to cook for him with somebody cooking and feeding Because so that brother big, he didn't get big just at Wendy's. That brother's feet under somebody's table somewhere. And it's supposed to be yours. Be careful when your life revolves around what you don't have to do. It's a waste of of life, a waste of time, a waste of humanity. Just living in what you don't have to do. So he said under these trances, his body became cold. He would have facial contortions, jerking of muscles. They would use music to call up these spirits. It's called an invocation. Same thing. It's a mirror of what God's kingdom is. You you contact the spirit world through invocation. In other words, you call for them. Just like when we worship God, we call for him. He says, wherever two or three of you are gathered together in my name, doing what I tell you to do. That's in his name. Doing what he tells you to do. Not having some laying on a hands party. And nonsense and shenanigans, but doing what he is in his name means I, I set this up. I call this assembly of people. You know, get Jesus to go along for the ride just because you think you want to try out, if, see if somebody will fall when you put your hands on them kind of thing, you know. When you invoke the one true and living God, know this, your God is Sovereign. He'll come first. There's no such thing as, well, I was wondering if when I asked for tongues or if I asked to be healed and they laid hands on me, can the devil, no, your God is sovereign. If you're there for the one true and living God, he called you there. And it's an assembly of his people under fivefold authority. He's not going to let the devil come in. what, would, You know, Jesus answered this question. He said, which one of you, if your kid asks you for a bridge, you're going to give him a stone? If he asks you for a fish, you give him a scorpion? God won't, won't let, you mean God's going to, you come up to the altar and God's going to let the devil push him aside and give you something you're not supposed to have? What's he, a pushover? Your God's not weak. But his sovereignty means he's there first. He gets there on the scene. When he arises, his enemies are scattered. They, The devil don't stand a chance under the power of God. You just got to be smart enough to get God on the scene. You got me? You worship him, you lift him up with a pure heart. You get a bunch of believers around who are sleeping around fornicating all kind of stupid behavior, you're not going to get much power of God. But you get people in there that live right and people of prayer, that are spirit filled, and God will do miraculous things. Do miraculous things. So they invoked their God, he said, just by meditation. Once he got good at it, he walked in it. And this is where God does the same thing with us. God will cause us to walk in a certain anointing, walk in a certain power, walk in a certain level of faith that will draw things to us when we yield to that power. Amen. Physical movements. He says, from what I had seen and read of spiritist worship, I knew physical movements of the body were an important part of it all. Arlindo confirmed this. He said, yes, we danced African dances under demon power with all kinds of body movements. These contortions were often beyond normal human movement. I'm going to say it again. They were often beyond normal human movement. Sometimes people get so caught up. In music and dance and things like that, they will give themselves over to demons, you know. So it's not like, you know, if if people are just dancing, it's all demonic. It's vulgar sometimes and it's not very, you know, I guess uh, um, appropriate and, and that kind of thing. Sometimes it goes over the edge, but that doesn't make it totally demonic. But there are some things that will cause that to happen where they can cross over into that realm where the devil will take over. And so he says he confirmed it and he said that they would get beyond normal human movement. Some years ago, Arlindo related an American dancer, Josephine Baker, how many of you have heard of her, came to Brazil to study primitive dances. She attended many Macumba seances. A number of times she had Arlindo go into a trance and dance so that she could learn the intricate steps and maneuvers. He taught her several Macumba dances. And many of you know that she was uh, very, very popular in France. Um, In fact, she had kings and people like this were throwing money at her feet. When they would go to see her dance, if she decided that she would let some of them come backstage to visit her, they would bring her money, gifts. She is an extremely wealthy woman. Extremely wealthy. She had a dance that she did. She said, well, I couldn't decide a costume, so I somebody had bananas. Remember her with the banana dance? And she put a string of bananas around her waist and danced in that. And so this power, this influence that she had is what drew all the wealth to her and the people to her. Arlindo slightly knew Josephine Baker. She was a professional dancer, born of Negro parents in St. Louis, where he and had lived most of her life in Paris, where she had become a celebrity. What was her purpose in Brazil? I asked Orlindo she planned to adapt our Macumba dances in her public performances and teach them to American and European people. So you see, the enemy has people on assignment, missionaries. Just like God will pick people and send them across the ocean to preach to a people or to go and sit under somebody to bring that knowledge and that anointing back, that's what the devil does as well. And he knew that he had put her in a position where she was yielded to him and where she would take this influence over to Europe where he wanted to have it land. And so he has his ambassadors to do his will and his bidding. He has his people that he will use as long as he decides to use them. And when he's done with them, they just exit your life. You know, when they've accomplished what the enemy set them to do, uh, you just can't find them anymore. So be careful who you get attached to, you know, and who you fall in love with. Some people are on assignment. That's all it is. It's just an assignment. And when they've accomplished what it is the enemy said, they lose interest. They lose interest. Well, I thought we were in love. I, we, you know, they, we were going to do this. Well, they, you know, their assignment was done. They got you to let go of God. From now, he's done with them and they've done with you. Huh? Thrill is gone. Huh? They just leave. The thrill leaves. The attraction leaves. Once they get your attention and get you off of your assignment in God, they exit your life. It says, this means she came to Brazil to learn dances which had originated with demons and which she could pass on to others. Arlindo agreed. That's what she had in mind. And the people will not realize that they are the dances of the devil. They don't realize On the other hand, how else can you explain the wild and sensuous gyrations of the modern music and dance except that it is attributable to demon power? If there is any one thing the devil can properly lay claim to, it is modern dance and music. So this was back in the day. And we know it's even more so now. You got me? There are certain things that just shouldn't be done and shouldn't be practiced and you know, you're, I know your kids want to be hip and want to be cool and all that kind of stuff. and But it's better to be saved, you know, <laughs> stay saved. <laughs> hip and cool don't even look good on hip and cool, people. It looks kind of stupid after a while, especially if you know the Lord. And so these things will pass. But it's kind of interesting to me when you think about it. Some of the people that have traveled great distance and what they learn when they get into places and you see a lot of movement around the earth today that people are going to oh, I want to study with this people and I want to study with that people and I want to go visit, you know, we want to be a multicultural and, and uh, what do they call it um, diverse? We want to be a diverse people in, in 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 some ways it looks good because we don't like racism and we don't like all of the division and separation but let god work that out yes. let god work that out the way he wants to work it out in your life you can love people without going sitting in their backyard
1: That's right. huh? yeah. Yeah. you can Amen.
0: you can have a love for people you can pray for them we pray for arabs to be saved. We pray for Americans to be saved. We pray for all people to be healed. We pray for everybody alike. There's no difference because we, we, we understand God's love for people. But you don't have to go run off somewhere and camp with people and receive everything that they have just because you want to prove that you like people. It's nonsense. You don't have to prove anything to anybody. You really don't. All you have to do is obey God. If you're obedient to God, the fruit will bear you out. Your fruit will be your proof of who you love, what you do, how you spent your time. All of that will be known by your lifestyle. You don't have to go off and, you know, do this and do that. You know, you see these young Americans, I feel bad for them and their families. But these are foolish things to do in troubled times you know, we just wanted to go and report on the average people and how much they're suffering well we know what's going on over there you know how could you not know and if you make 20 films and show it to everybody what difference is that going to make if nobody has the power to stop any of this stuff so this awareness i want to draw awareness huh? i want to make people aware of it God makes us aware of what needs are by his spirit. You know, you know there's dire need in these countries. And we fight and we war and we take authority over these wicked spirits, and we know that God will prevail if we will continue in prayer. You know, you don't have to go over there and put yourself in physical harm and be deceived by the enemy and get yourself entrapped somewhere. Because you, you just want to do good. We all want to do good. But there's a way to be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. You see what I'm saying? God gives you that wisdom. He, He understands how to do that. But you feel for people who get deceived by the enemy, get ensnared and get tricked in there and, and there's no, there's no help for them. You know, there's just no help for them. So we, we thank God that He gives us understanding. He will order your steps. When you stand for God, he rescues you. Look at all the people that have been rescued. Uh, now, unless they, they choose not to be, you know, sometimes people choose. Oh, you know, I've lived my life. I go home be with God. I don't care how long they leave me in this dungeon. But that's your choice. You can choose to believe God for uh, escape from your enemies. We can all do that. And it will come. If you continue to hang on to God and so these things are our are, are, are deceptions of a cruel enemy it makes people think that all you have to do is be an American and go over with a camera and the world will know how wicked these people are you know naive to say the least and, and, and even amid warnings from the government and so forth they go and do it anyway and so I think people if nothing else will get wise and we'll begin to understand how to, to preserve their lives and not let the enemy ensnare them hmm, with these nice guy ideas and these good ideas and these, you know, ideas that, you know, it's going to make a difference and everybody's going to know your work because you went over and you exposed this stuff. You know, if that's if God's name isn't underwriting what you do, it, it won't be successful. And so we have to all respect God. We have to all understand what God's doing. God's in the business of saving multitudes of people. Multitudes. And it won't be might or by power, but it will be by his spirit. He wants these people born again so that they can know a good life in him. No matter what their government does and no matter what the officials there do. If they have a life in Christ, they know great freedom. They know great love. They, they know great promise and, and great things will happen in their lives because of what the Lord is doing, not man. Amen. All right. So we'll take our uh, take our quiz. Everybody has to take it. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you.